Well, hello there. Welcome to Citizen Reporter. Yeah, the podcast. It's been going since 2004. Oh, sure. It has its weeks, sometimes even month without content, but that's because life gets very busy and I produce so many shows, but I'm not trying to uh, give you excuses. We're heading back to the south of Mumbai series. Still a few more shows in that fantastic journey through India. And one of them is coming at you today, perhaps one of my favorites, where a bunch of people get into a room and discuss the project that they love. So hi there. Hi. And if you're tuning in for the first time, well, I hope you're uh, you're getting adjusted all right. And for the, all the old listeners, welcome back. Indeed, Citizen Reporter, it's the South of Mumbai series. We're heading today to Coimbatore in Tamil Nadu, Tamil Nadu, the state. Uh, I love this place. I mean, that was perhaps one of my favorite uh, cities. Um, it was a whirlwind visit. We had to stop in several places and talk to people in a short amount of time. And Today's visit is to Skolarian, the bike makers. As many of you know, I like bicycles. I ride bicycles every day of my life, pretty much, to to get around and also just to maybe to think and to for health. Let me not forget that. But Skolarian bikes, they're producing their own custom bicycles in uh, in Coimbatore, and it's a collection. I would say a collection of friends, a group of friends. Uh, but of course, they're also good at their jobs, and I got to sit in the house from where they run the company with uh, several members of the team. And it was fun, like in old times of podcasting, where you can pass around a microphone and everybody gives their experience and their two cents. And I can crack a joke here and there, but not overdo it so that you can really just listen to people uh, explain things. Uh, A lot of you listening have been following the South of Mumbai series uh, over the last months, uh, and it has been months. It's crazy how time passes. Uh, I've been a little slow getting them out. There's a lot going on, not just inside of my house, but outside of my house. Uh, You know, that's the thing about podcasting. You do it in your home, but if a giant parking garage starts getting built outside of your house, uh, it becomes very hard to, uh, to speak into a microphone in peace. So uh, it's either middle of the night or, or the lunch hour for me. Uh, but thus is life in the urban environment uh, here in Amsterdam. Never mind that. Never mind. We're going all the way back to India to happier times, maybe. Uh, we're heading to Scholarian Bicycles to hear from the boys. Uh, and it is all boys in this case. Uh, I hope you enjoy. And afterwards, I'll even be putting photos uh, in this audio. So whatever you're listening to podcasts on, the picture will be changing. You can see the bikes and you could even order the bikes, but that's uh, the next thing. First, let's hear about them. in Coimbatore, which is, which is also, (laughs) oh yeah, I read that this is the Manchester of India, but for someone who's never been to Manchester, it meant very little, 
What makes it Manchester of India? It's because of the, it's, it's because of the textile industries uh, around uh, Coimbatore and Tirupur. So, uh, in fact, uh, 40 to 50% of garment exports uh, come out of, uh, come out of India, come out of Coimbatore and the nearby areas. I'm in the the workshop office. Uh, it's it's the modern place where we both work and live and hang out as friends, I think, uh, of Scholarian uh, bikes in Coimbatore, and you might be wondering, who? What? And we're going to get into that today. We're going to tell a story. And more fun for the listener is that we have multiple guests. We have the team, basically, involved in uh, this very, uh, I think, beautiful and unique bike. But I'm only starting to learn, so maybe I should wait till after this interview to call it beautiful. But I'm already enjoying what I've seen as a, as a daily cyclist myself. But let's start with the, uh, some introductions. Uh, since you already started to tell us about uh, the city, and there's a lot more to it, by all means, uh, your name and maybe your your role in Scholarian. Hi, this is Sachin here. I am the CEO of the company. I uh, mostly handle engineering and overall uh, functioning of uh, uh, in the company. Uh, this is uh, my partner. Uh, he is uh, Samishrida. So we are basically a team of five people. And uh, uh, Samishridas, Varun Murthy, Matthew Dominic, and Deepak Prajapati. Hi, this is Swami here, Swami Sridas. I work uh, here as an operation manager and I'm also the co-founder. Hey, this is Varun. I am the engineering designer and yeah, I live with my friends. <laughs> Hi, my name is Matthew and I am a recently graduated product designer and I joined Scholarian as product designer. It's been six months and I'm having a great time. <laughs> Hi, I'm Deepak. I work here, like I manage all the things, like from orders to shipment, and I enjoy working with them. <laughs> all right, so you have to picture it in your in your radio mind or your audio mind where it's, a, I believe it's a house. I haven't done the tour, uh, but it's a house with, with, as you would want people who like to make things and build things, with parts, parts of bicycles, some computers, um, and and lots of boxes and things ready to either put together or ship uh, the see a scholarian bikes box it looks it looks ready um but there's a story here which is the story of you together uh now with the team as it is uh making i think making a product but once upon a time you were all students you were all people that weren't yet making a bike what happened that brings us to this like what was the the idea anyway there are actually three or four of us from the same college in the same engineering uh, batch so uh, we used to make uh, actually race cars. So we used to participate in these competitions called Baja SAE and uh, Formula SAE, where uh, we used to make uh, uh, all-terrain vehicle. And uh, Varun here used to take part in Formula SAE, where you make a Formula One type uh, student car. And he went to Japan to race the car. Uh, Swami, he went to the United States uh, to participate in the competition. I, uh, me and Deepak, we went to the Indian version of the event. So uh, we were also the founding members of each of these uh, three different teams in college. And uh, since uh, our childhood, uh, we all of us uh, used to see uh, uh, mega factories and National Geographic, uh, and um, uh, we used to play around. So. Uh, that's what uh, one of the things that brought us to mechanical engineering is uh, we liked 
to know how things work and uh, how to put things together, how to break them and how to put them back and uh, build out new stuff. Uh, that's what brought us to mechanical engineering. And uh, Scalarian Bikes, uh, yeah, it was in our uh, third year that um, uh, me and uh, Swami, uh, uh, I, I don't think there's a lot of fun joining a company or uh, doing a job, doing the same thing every day. And uh, uh, since we're already building these uh, cars, uh, let's get into building something of our own. Mm. And uh, that's what uh, uh, initially we thought of uh, getting into uh, motorbikes and um, then uh, like okay logistically financially uh thing uh, engineering wise as well it's a lot more complicated and uh, uh probably would take a lot more time then uh, like okay uh we are definitely going to get into mobility we want to solve uh and get into sustainable uh, mobility solutions so that's why we uh, start off with uh, bikes i'm i'm only in the in the beginning phases of of knowing and seeing this country uh but it's not my first choice for a cycling uh, country. Although there's probably some cities I should see before I make my conclusion. So I see a challenge already on that front and I'm curious about what your thinking was. It's not a cycling country, it is cars everywhere and also the scooters and, and some forms of scooters. Um, so I'm yeah, every now and then I see a bicycle. They look brave, they look old, not the people riding them that sometimes uh, but the, the bicycles themselves look fr from a different era that still last i don't know if they were indian made or uh i've done some work just outside of india and a lot of chinese bicycles um but what was the thinking with the choice of going into bicycles besides what you just said which is well motorbikes would have been just too complicated oh and who wants to take this one Raise your hand. Uh, see, uh, the, the the cycling culture came into India. India is known for its two-wheeler market for sure. It's the largest exporter and also consumer of two-wheelers in India, in the world. So, but the, the the core of every mobility starts from cycling. We don't have a strong uh, hold on the cycling sector when it comes to quality riding. Most of the sex, uh, cycling sector, you see people are either, are either riding in the school days, uh, in their early ages, but once they grow up, the fascination of riding a two-wheeler or a luxury car actually goes up. Mm -hmm. We want to, we, we, so that's the reason people really leave out cycling. And they also feel that riding a cycling is not ac actually uh, like cool. cool. So that's the reason most people don't take cycling. Mm. So th that is one element we thought we can actually make cycling sexy. Mm -hmm. Aesthetic-wise, it should be appealing. Mm -hmm. And so, so that at least if we can attract the young crowd to it, so that, that way we can pull in a lot of population in, in riding at least cycle towards a greener India or greener world. Greener world. Yeah. So if you want to something start from uh, anything, it should be the basic and cycling does cover the basic standards of any living. Yeah. Uh, so one of the other things that as you, as you pointed out is um, uh, the bicycles that you see are from different era. So a lot of people, uh, the I mean, aspirations of an average Indian is rising. Uh, and they don't really want to ride those uh, bikes anymore. They don't want to be seen on those bikes. So uh, that was one of our uh, things with the, uh, when we started out that we wanted to make uh, bikes which you would love and you'd fall for in the first place and you would look good on. You don't have to worry about, okay, how I look or how I feel. So 
that matters a lot here so uh, we wanted to give them an option of uh, okay uh, cycles are cool cycles can be sexy you have to got to try out to actually uh, get into it mm. and slowly people are um, getting uh, the point yeah and so we're talking about a so a lot of people especially if you live in a city in this world you may have seen fixed gear bike so back in Amsterdam where i live fixed gears are very much part of the ecosystem perhaps like a like a peacock out the window here they're always coming by they make a few sounds not many but a few sounds and um certainly for messengers in in uh, the us i remember the, the messenger bikes that were often fixed gear so it has a particular look but it also has a particular way of riding which is not what everyone's used to yeah. but but you're also taking that into account yeah. see at the end of the day it's about the fun of riding it so when you start pedaling and when you can't stop pedaling when you actually feel like stopping it it just doesn't happen mm-hmm. so for example it's more efficient if you have only 5 kilometers to ride every day most of them most of indians uh, biggest issue is they don't have time they don't have time to work out because uh, their office takes up most of their day so the time that they get might be the time for commute from their uh, residence to their workplace so that might be hardly 5 kilometers 6 kilometers or 10 whatever it is so the maximum utilization of that time can be made if you use a fixie where you have 100 pedal person pedaling no matter what you have to pedal it may you cannot coast so in that way yes efficiency wise it is good but it is also cool because you can do a lot of tricks you pedal fast and you stop a pedal something you call is skidding so it looks cool and a lot of trick stuffs can be done so i guess that is <laughs> yeah uh and surprisingly you see uh, we thought fixies only attract the younger generation but we have met a lot of people who are then in their late 650s and 60s yeah. they're finding a new life riding a fixie <laughs> so they feel young again they feel the sweat riding rather than most of the people are to inclined towards the gear bikes but uh, riding a fixie feel makes them feel young again uh-huh. so that's a surprising uh, w- yeah. view we got Actually, from the public uh, Uh, actually uh, about 20 25% of our, uh, our customer base is uh, made up of people above the age of 45 50 yeah uh, we uh, got a note from a, a, a person who was uh, 61 and the moment he rode it and like i never want to get back to a free wheeled uh, bike again because it feels so good and as you said uh, uh, every uh, the way you fix see a fixed gear bike is probably different in the us you see is at a hip in uh, most of the parts of the world but here uh, most of people see it as a, uh, a workout bike or as a, a fitness uh, alternative so they haven't seen the hip side of uh, uh, the fixed gear bikes so that image is not there so it's more of a fitness bike yeah, yeah. that that is the reason actually the we every generation like the age groups are actually trying out the fixed gear is actually been experimented a lot in every field of the country when you first start the you know you have the idea you're going to need some capital this was now what three years ago uh, two. two so how do how did you guys go about starting a business that requires some some investment who do you who do you turn to or who who comes forward Uh, it is all uh, family and uh, friends uh, who helped in uh, pull us out and um, then it was a limited amount then um, we uh, started off this and then uh, 
started off uh, alternate like the parts and uh, some raw materials so that generated a few amount of uh, cash to keep the business running and uh, now we have enough to put back into research and development and also uh, look after having uh, our own factory yeah. yeah let's talk about the own factory thing i mean it's it's something people told me about when i when i was coming to this city uh, hey, Coimbatore is a place where yeah, I had heard the Manchester thing, uh, but I had also heard about manufacturing, right? And on the ride over here to your uh, to your home, uh, I saw the not just one, not just two, but over and over and over again the different kinds of motors, machinery, metals. Um, I bring this up because there's the question of, well, why make it here? And I'm kind of curious after that uh, going forward. Is this the kind of thing you want to continue to control in-house, and how are you gonna how are you gonna do that? Yes, Coimbatore is definitely a manufacturing hub because it has been there for ages. Motors and uh, pumps have been manufactured here for a long time, and they are very good in quality. Also, mm. apart from that, there here there's a lot of labor, which is uh, uh, skilled than other places. Uh, so for us, in terms of cycling. The only issue is that quality. Even throughout the country, there is no one who makes quality products. They are mostly mass manufacturers. So our focus in setting up a factory here is to make quality products with using the skilled labor here. Uh, and definitely there's a lot of uh, machinery and uh, all the available facilities, but not skill, but not enough quality measures that are taken into consideration uh, I, that, that way we can look up after every single process that's being done here so if when you outsource a particular manufacturing to someone some someone abroad or somewhere outside you cannot control the processes going on but when you're doing anything in-house you can actually look after the quantity the quantity what you can consume you only can produce that rather than depending on others who requires an MOQ to order mm -hmm. so that way we won't be consuming what we don't need so that way we can keep equality, quantity, and uh, yep. yeah. So uh, uh, one of the reasons of setting up uh, this uh, workshop is uh, in our own, in the country uh, we could not find anyone who could manufacture the way the quality and the quantity that we needed, and uh, 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 doing it abroad there was a huge issue of lead time and development costs and stuff. So if suppose we place an order today, we it would probably take four or five months by the time the manufacturer does the job and then ships it out, doing clearing customs. And then there's no flexibility of... Uh, uh, you know prototyping and uh, so uh, once we have here everything is in our own control so uh, so this place is mostly a design house so we design our stuff here but we don't have a place where you can prototype it and uh, trust me it's very very difficult to prototype a stuff uh, outsourcing even locally so uh, you go to a manufacturer uh, he is not always interested in just making one part so he would interest, be interested in probably doing 200 or 300 uh, uh, jobs but not in, not one part and then um, uh, the quality that we want to achieve is uh, and the processes that we want to use is not always available in the uh, current market uh, here or uh, most of the places in India. Mm -hmm. So once we have that set up here, uh, we would be able to produce uh, superior quality uh, parts as well as uh, uh, prototyping would largely be uh, solved, the issue of prototyping. The, the, um, 
sort of global phenomenon that keeps coming to mind as I listen to this is, um, I think, one that we all know, no matter what country we live in, the priority when it comes to manufacturing. And I guess the priority for the last amount of years has always been keep the cost low. Oh, and if you can, make something quality. If you can, right? Um, and, and I wonder about it a lot, not not just where I live, but, you know, I was raised in the U.S. where people still love the, the, the philosophy is, is that still lives quite strongly is if it's cheap, it's good. If it's affordable, it's good. And, and, and do you find that, I mean, you seem to be connecting with people in this country who aren't just looking at the price of your, of your product. Um, but I suppose this is still a a small movement. I mean, what do you what do you see happening, whether it's in the state or in this country, especially based on your interactions with not just customers but other people that are making things? Is there any shift? Is there anything? Yes, there is definitely a shift. Um, the cost is still a very big issue. It's still a very big factor here, affordability. But now, what people are seeing is how much they are looking into the product's value rather than just the cost. For example. Uh, you get a motorbike for 30-35k and you are getting our bikes for almost a similar pricing in the water future bikes now what people are seeing is okay if I get this bike uh, say if I have to commute 25 kilometers or 30 kilometers if I use this it is benefiting me in various ways so they're seeing the bigger picture now rather than just uh, you know smaller picture of the cost okay it's um, cheaper initial investment rather than that they are looking into the bigger picture so that is one shift that is happening definitely yeah. Yeah. How, do, how do people what do you think like how do people learn this or arrive at such a point is it just experience or are you raised with that in school no, no. Uh, one thing is people are becoming more independent if you see the last 10 years there's been a lot of technological shift in India a lot of growth of IT sector last 10-15 years so they are becoming more independent and they are exposed more to the western world uh, movies and uh, serials mm-hmm. so they get, they get to see okay cycles are actually cool and this is not oh. here so that one thing you know that idea that starts apart from that uh, uh, nowadays people they don't find much time to spend in groups now cycling brings people together for example say 10-15 people they get together and they go on long rides on Sunday so that is becoming a fun activity uh, that is just the start of the movement and it has grown for it has grown good in many cities even in Coimbatore there are a lot of cycling groups mm-hmm. and Bangalore is the king of cycling <laughs> consumer base oh, yeah, yeah they, 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 there are a lot of groups there so in, that, in a way it's like a get together they get, they get to have good time yeah. It's just more than, you know, in motorbikes, you don't do that. In motorbikes, it's generally in premium segment, which is like Harley or Royal Enfield. Yeah. Only that, that happens in those ranges here. <laughs> this happening, it's going good. <laughs> uh, so, uh, our uh, customer base is very different. So, all the way uh, till now, we have uh, grown organically. Uh, it is mostly uh, people seeing uh, people and people talking about the bikes with other people. So, uh, if you see in a way, uh, we are the first uh, bike company in India who is into this segment and who uh, and people uh, know us more because, okay, this is the first company in India who is actually making, developing, designing their own bikes mm-hmm. and are uh, coming with uh, uh, cool and good products. 
so that is why uh, that is how the word spread initially and um, that is the way we got into uh, uh, the market and uh, people uh, so almost uh, uh, a lot of people uh, riding in bangalore and most of the countries they know about us uh, know about our brands uh but now what ha- was happening is uh, everybody is asking for okay when are your next uh, range of bikes coming up and uh, when are you getting into multi speed when are you getting into mountain bikes and stuff and like okay we are going to do that but we are always uh, primarily going to uh develop uh, sustainable urban city bikes so first uh, so uh, like the previous question that you asked uh cost and uh, reducing the cost during manufacture manufacturing uh one of the things that we are very careful about is uh how do we affect the environment less so what happens uh, nobody uh, nobody would you hear in india uh, in a factory or a manufacturer who really cares about uh, okay uh, affecting the environment because right now even now it's all about reaching the basics right even now we are still in the uh beginning or base level uh uh, uh i mean instead of uh, say in a western world where you already reached a level and you have to think okay now i can think about the environment mm. but right now here it's all about okay i need to grow but uh, having seen uh, uh, i mean all of us uh, having seen uh, movies and in fact if you would have seen the movie before the flood uh, by leonardo dicaprio recently uh, it gives a terrible grim picture of uh the arctic ice melting and uh, uh the rainforests are uh, being destroyed and uh it really disheartens us and uh we want people to shift and uh, i mean if a billion people in the country can uh, do something and uh, start shifting to uh, greener things i guess the world could be saved mm. yeah yeah you you bring so, uh, so keeping things uh, uh, all those things in mind the cost is probably one part of it right now yeah i think uh, in terms of marketing uh, that's what you uh, wanted to ask if, uh, so one biggest difference of our customers is that they talk to us so they are talking to the founders they are talking to the designers they are talking to the engineers who actually made the bike with the rest of the companies it's about mostly dealers they go to the shop the dealer who's the, who's the sales guy who has no clue of the, what, what the product is he'll be selling the product just for his sales because he has to show his sales and all those things or people who bike shops who might be good in uh, position all those things but they don't have much idea about how the product is made so that is one thing that makes a huge difference between us and our other uh, com- competitors is that when customers talk to us we tell them the in and out of the product so they feel happy okay these many things are there in the bike so they get to know more after that a confidence builds so it's more of a conversation in the beginning it might take a few few days to win the customer but he is satisfied okay so much has gone into building a bike and when he knows that then he starts appreciating the design and okay the product the brand and all those things so that is one thing that is different from for us and other people make you a deal i'll put this mic in front of you and you hand me this glass all right and it's an exchange go ahead no i got it okay and the the fun part is the after sale service because people so that is when because most of the people sell the products but when it comes to the after sale service like anything there's always some other issue happens with any of the products but but once the issue rises and they give us a call they what happens when you buy a something from a dealer 
products or anyone a distributor so they don't get much of the attention they should be getting because for them it's just one customer because for us being a small company we try for us it's everything a customer is everything to us so they talk directly to us so that way we we also give them free services Mm-hmm. free parts uh, just to sometimes uh, make them happy yeah. uh, of the of the bike yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so so the after sale service is something what we are really focusing on and we'll try to actually maintain it if the com- once the company grows up as well yeah. uh, so once the company grows up then everything will be in the cliched lines what everyone is doing but that is where we'll try ourselves not to do that and be what we were doing when we started young so something a little bit different okay. and we started today talking about before the company existed um three or four of you graduated together three of you graduated together and i'm curious um not only for the guys who graduated together but also more recently you had mentioned that a familiar thing that you you didn't necessarily want to go out and get a the same the job where you do the same task and look for some people in this world that is the goal and hey it's not that bad and there are benefits but i think I understand as you speak that's why I do this um and I think many people listening can relate as well that whole idea of I want to do something with purpose I want to do something that I enjoy maybe I don't want to do too much <laughs> I don't want to get burned out right there's all kinds of new approaches or at least mindsets whether or not it works out um I see what you guys are doing I think people listening can hear the smiles that is a such that exists hearing smiles um What's going on with the people that you went to school with that aren't in this room? Um, are they following similar paths? Am I looking at one, two generations, maybe three, um, that are also, not just you guys, but others are also doing something different, something that they just dreamt of, that they wanted to? Uh, so uh, if you say we were a batch of 500 people in um, our uh, engineering uh college uh, constituting of different branches uh but uh, not everybody uh, is flexible enough or uh, actually wants to i mean a lot of people do aspire uh but at the end of the day most it's mostly uh, getting a job which is primary for uh, uh, most people but uh, i guess uh, a couple of them have also gone uh, uh differently and uh, started uh, and followed their own passions uh but uh actually it's uh, after people get into jobs that they realize okay um i guess it's not working out and uh, i really don't want to do what uh, it's not that uh, uh they don't want to do what they're doing it's about uh, companies not letting them do what they uh, are probably trained to do and are probably um they uh, yeah, uh, what they want to do so uh, you get into a big company big brand and then you expect okay i'm going to design this i'm going to do that okay uh, this is going to be uh, uh, fun engineering uh, stuff and uh, okay all the things okay i've finally come to this company i've dreamt of for probably 5 6 years and i'm here but then you, when you actually there and uh, what happens in uh, one of the things that happens in india is uh, most of uh, uh the jobs that you get by the bigger companies is also a lot of outsourcing jobs where uh and uh where you don't actually be in the front line of a design or product development stage mm-hmm. but on the back end where uh you do a lot of uh, meshing or you do the repetitive jobs and then finally it's taken over by a global team of designers or engineers uh, 
which and then uh, it actually takes uh, eight to ten years for them to gra- go from that stage to there and uh, people probably now are impatient and uh, yeah. it frustrates them okay why am i doing this when i was probably trained to do something else yeah. yeah and in a way maybe a, a generally generational difference because there may have been a time where people would just deal with it be quiet keep going and maybe now more people go ah, i want to change something uh not every passion can be turned into a profession or a business but uh, when it comes to a passion something related to art music uh travel even people wants to travel uh, i believe most of the people are at least uh trying to actually take out some time out of in, in a month to to for, for their own job like for an example one of my friends along with me we do theater theater once in two months we do theater some people take out some time and go for some mountaineering thing so uh, trekking can cooking i i cook myself as well all the time so so that way people are actually pursuing their own interest but but when it comes to the job part th- that's becoming tricky because not necessarily you'll be having fun in everything what you do there are certain things you need to be done to really take care of certain things so that way people are actually following their passion but turning into a profession that is a big question mark hello what do you see you you're uh 6 months out of the school world uh what was everybody you know are you going in a completely different direction from your your classmates or so uh when when i was in college all uh, most of the projects that we used to do as an industrial design student almost all of the projects that we used to do we had almost only the theoretical understanding of what constraints are like you can only manufacture in this way and so coming here all of a sudden it was a huge uh, a huge learning experience and also because uh, i am uh, the only person with a product design background i i, I feel that um, it it's it's a huge responsibility and uh, so because of this also it's it's a, it's a lot of learning for me so if if there's uh, if there's a if there's other industrial designers students listening to me i would probably tell them i don't want to be like someone who's giving out advice i'm not someone for that but i'll just probably tell them that yeah go out and design for the people not for five out of 100 people like five people who want a, a fancy sink or five people who want a, like a, a nice watch or something there's the other 95 people are the people who need your help and product design is different from engineering in which you are taught how to understand the user and make something that uh the user can benefit from in a way that the engineer might not be able to think of there's a certain satisfaction in the room even i'm yeah. sorry <laughs> because i am also like uh, i joined this company uh, in march before that i was working in an it company in bangalore so i told these guys like uh, i am doing this job for some constraints like for earning some money but i want to join you guys so like after working for one and a half years so they gave me a call come on you can join us so i left that company and i am here so i'm happy because i wanted to do the same kind of thing what these guys are doing so like uh, i was previously in college also i was manufacturing uh, road bikes and all that stuff so i was not interested in it so i was just going and sitting and doing some stuff in computer so i was not liking it so i said that 
i will leave this job and i will join you guys whatever the situation is so i am here and i'm quite happy and satisfied with myself uh, one of the biggest reasons for the college final years is that they have this mental blockage that if he doesn't get a job or if he's not if he's not there on some firm step then his life is so vague mm-hmm. and uh, in india one of the biggest things is all the family constraints like marriage they think about marriage from their college final year <laughs> god and uh, all these responsibilities their relatives are all uh, they keep asking what do you do what is your son doing and all this so they have a lot of pressure because of which most of the students they don't uh, want to think outside they just want to be safe that is the biggest issue here most of them want to be safe with some job they don't know what it is they don't know what the job is going to give them are they going to be happy no they are going to get a package of say 3 lakhs 4 lakhs a year they are okay they are in safe hands that's what they see at four at uh, the final years now once they enter into the job after one year they see that they are totally not fit for the place in that place and what they studied and what they're doing is completely different things they are not having time they are having a lot of money but they are not having time to spend the money mm-hmm. neither are they finding friends whom they can be with who are similar minded like minded uh, people who follow i wouldn't say their passion just who are a bit loose in the final years you know they don't care much of their future they just think for example us we didn't think too much of a future say what we are going to be at 26 years old no we were a bit clueless at uh, final years but we took up some step now when we see mentally we are more happier than pe- our friends who are earning a lot of money mm-hmm. they come here to relieve their stresses sometimes in their <laughs> in their holidays <laughs> yeah so they ask us oh, how how are you happy only thing is we are we are not forced uh, i guess it's the same with everybody they just have to loosen up a bit and uh, you know take think yeah take a take a no, it's not risk as such it's just a, uh, that's the mental blockage saying that taking up a company after job is not a risk come on you can get a job you learned well enough something or the other you can do but going with the flock and uh, working with 3000 people where you don't belong you're not going to stay there it's not sensible and that is what is happening for most of them now so this is a story not just of a manufacturing this is a story of friends <laughs> old and new and uh and this is also a story about uh, life choices i see that's what i'm gathering anyway well look i want to make sure that um as we roll to a close here first of all that there's not something that you really want people to uh to know uh that is essential to what you guys do here and what you hope to do in the near future and also of course any any ways that you would like people to follow your work uh, by all means say it say it loud say it proud <laughs> uh, yeah so uh, we are uh, uh, we have evolved over time uh, we start off with uh, fixed gear bikes uh, we're getting into uh, um, multi speed uh, but uh, essentially it will all always be a clean looking clean uh, uh, bike uh, which you would you would always fall in love with the first sight and um, um yeah we are uh, going global uh, probably you'll see us in a store in amsterdam and uh, you can follow our uh, work at uh, www.scolarian.com and you can follow our facebook page and instagram page uh, stay in touch we'll be seeing you soon be right. sexy <laughs> is that the slogan be sexy oh is that proposed slogan what's the slogan is there a slogan uh, no 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 all right any 
<laughs> what <laughs> suggestions? I'll cut this out if you want. <laughs> I'll just make to say one more thing. Whoever is listening to this, please call us. You may have money, you may not have money to buy the bike, but just call us just to have a fun conversation because we are really fun people to talk to. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for for having us over and telling your story, sharing it. I'm sure you've told it a bunch of times. I appreciate it this one more time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll we'll speak more in the future. Yay! <laughs>Yeah, so that's <laughs> the very fun group of guys at Scolarian Bikes in Coimbatore. Do check out their their bicycles, their work. You can follow them on social media. And uh, I look forward to seeing them either here or going back there, which would be a great pleasure. Uh, if you've been listening to the South of Mumbai uh, series or you're curious, that maybe that's more important. If you're curious to hear the other shows, because there have been many, you can go to citizenreporter.org. That's the home of this podcast and there are many episodes not just from india you can go back to other journeys to so many countries i can't even i thought about listing them and then i realized that's too much work so i leave you to it and i'll catch you next time thanks for listening see ya